This is The Guardian. I'm Jane Lee and this is Campaign Catch-Up. We're in the final week of the 2022 federal election. It's Monday the 16th of May. Today, Chief Political Correspondent Sarah Martin joins me to talk about the Coalition's final sprint to win over voters before polling day. But first, here's what happened today. Prime Minister Scott Morrison was in the Labor seat of Blair in Queensland, spruiking the government's new policy on housing. This would allow people to access up to $50,000 of their retirement savings to buy their first home. So there's only one way you can get access to your money in your superannuation to help you buy your home, and that is to vote LNP. That is to vote Liberal and National this Saturday. Under the policy, people who later sell that home will be required to return that money and a share of any capital gain back to their super fund. Former Liberal leader Malcolm Turnbull and former Coalition Finance Minister Matthias Cormann have previously dismissed the idea of using super for housing. And today, housing and building industries welcomed the policy, saying home ownership would help people in their retirement, but superannuation groups were critical. Even real estate agency Ray White argued that this would drain people's super over the long term and push house prices up even further. Superannuation Minister Senator Jane Hume admitted that the policy would raise house prices in the short term. I would imagine that there would be a lot of people that bring forward their decision to buy a house. So I would imagine in the short term you might see a bump in house prices, but that doesn't play out the long-term benefits of more home ownership, fewer okay. people Even relying if on it's rent. But the Prime Minister tried to downplay this, saying that the Coalition's other policies would help free up housing supply including a policy which is designed to encourage older people to downsize their homes. The number one issue that forces up housing prices in this country is insufficient supply. And this policy, the downsizing policy, the home builder policy, has all been about increasing and supporting that supply. And that's what can put downward pressure. So when taken together, Jane was referring in isolation, when taken together as Michael Suker was, and when you look at the proportion of first home buyers of the entire real estate market, it's quite marginal. Morrison defended the policy and repeatedly ignored questions about whether the government had conducted economic modelling for it. Have you done any modelling on the impact that that is going to have on house prices and are you prepared to release that on that specific element of the two-prong policy? I simply just don't agree with the assertion in the first place. No, no, the assertion that this would have a negative impact. If you gut people's super savings, that means down the track, more people dependent upon the pension, more pressure on budgets in the future. Labor leader Anthony Albanese was in Perth with WA Premier Mark McGowan in the Liberal seat of Swan. The government now have a policy to cut super, to cut real wages of those on the minimum wage and to increase the cost of living pressures on people who are doing it really tough at the moment. And WA's Labor Premier Mark McGowan accused Defence Minister Peter Dutton of being, quote, the biggest threat to national security. He said that Dutton had tried to stir up fear and win votes when he made a rare announcement last week about a Chinese spy ship being spotted in Australian waters. International law experts have denied Dutton's claim that this was an act of aggression, saying it was standard for navies to undertake surveillance in other countries' exclusive economic zones. Coming up, Sarah Martin is here to discuss the Coalition's final attempt to win over voters in this election.
Hey, Sarah. Hey, Jane. How are you holding up? It's the final week, the final countdown. The final sprint. We're almost there. (laughs) So I want to talk to you about housing. Yes. The government announced a new housing policy yesterday. It's kicking on today. Uh, They're allowing first-home buyers to use up to 40% of their superannuation balance for a deposit for a house. The PM's message today seems to be, we want to give you access to your own money. Labor won't let you have your own money. How effective do you think this pitch is at the pointy end of this campaign? Well, I guess we'll we'll probably know the answer to that on election night, but obviously it's a twist in the campaign trail. It's a key difference in terms of housing policy that uh, Morrison clearly wants to have a fight with Labor about in this final week. And I think it will be popular with certain voters and they will agree with this idea that, well, hang on, that's my money. Why can't I use it to buy a home? Um, So I think it's clearly been tested and And obviously we know that Scott Morrison doesn't do anything without the imprimatur of a focus group. So I'm sure that they believe that this will be popular, despite the fact that there's obviously a lot of criticism and reaction to this policy that suggests that this will lift house prices in an already uh, very hot housing market. But clearly Scott Morrison thinks he's on to a winner. He's successfully sort of shifted the conversation to this issue in the lead up to the election, which if you remember is exactly what happened in the final week of the campaign in 2019 when Morrison launched the first home loan deposit scheme, um, which was about uh, uh, the government sort of underwriting the balance of a deposit. Um, and uh, like that that obviously gave Morrison some momentum in the final week of the campaign. So he's clearly hoping to have a repeat performance of that. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you say that last minute announcements can have a real impact on elections because I guess Labor's attack line today seems to be, this just shows how desperate the coalition mm. is. They're doing this right they thought this was a good idea, don't you think they would have announced it earlier or during their term of government? But I don't, I don't. I really don't think voters care so much about the motivations of politicians. They just care about what is being offered and presented to them. So it sort of seems like that's perhaps not not the point at this at this point. Yeah. Well, I guess we've got to remember that a key goal of the Labor campaign is to keep this election a referendum on the Morrison government, a referendum on the past three years. If the Liberal Party and Scott Morrison can change that conversation in the last week of the campaign to be like, oh, no, actually, this is a referendum on this controversial housing policy and what do you think of this? Then clearly that takes the pressure off what is very much a negative for the Morrison government and that is how how voters perceive its performance over the past three years. Um, Mm. So it is an attempt to sort of shift the the question that people are going into the ballot box to answer. Um, So if you're going into the ballot box and you're thinking, okay, I'm voting on the performance of the Morrison government over the past three years, then, you know, perhaps he doesn't get your vote. Um, if you're going in thinking, mm, do I or do I not want to be able to access my super to buy a house, um, then that's a different question that you've got in your mind as you go into the ballot box. So that's, I guess, the goal here. Um, what we don't know, I guess, is, as you say, whether people are going to see this as a bit of desperation from the government in the final days of the campaign. Labor's clearly trying to paint it as that and also pointing to the negative reaction from a bunch of um, experts in both um, the superannuation and the housing sector and also previous coalition figures who've been quite critical of such a scheme. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out over the coming days. Um, I think it will be popular among certain sections of the population, whether or not it's enough to actually successfully change the question that voters are asking themselves as they go into the ballot box. I guess we'll find out. Mm. I mean, Labor's own help to buy housing policy was released some weeks ago. Mm. That would help you buy property 
as well, but it would give the government an equity stake in your home mm. and it would only help, you know, some 10,000 people compared to mm. the coalition scheme, which would affect many more people. Mm. How well does the coalition's policy appeal to voters by comparison to Labor's policy, do you think? Clearly the, the government has identified parts of Labor's policy which people uh, have rightly said will help people get into their first home. It will reduce the amount that they have to pay on their mortgage because they're basically carrying a, a smaller loan to purchase that home. But they've sort of tapped into this element of the policy, which I guess is probably unfamiliar to a, a lot of people, which is the fact that the government has a shared stake in that property. So I think they um, recognise that perhaps people will feel a bit uncomfortable about that and they've really used that to set up a contrast between the t- two policies. And you can see it already in the, some of the campaign material that the government is putting out, like basically saying, Labor wants to own your home. We're letting you own your home with more of your money. It's like all about you, you, you. So sort of really focusing on the, um, I guess, the you know propriety of that ownership and sort of suggesting that like using, I guess, fairly over-the-top uh, rhetoric about having to ask the government's permission when you want to go to Bunnings and buy a can of paint to renovate. And even though obviously the shared equity scheme has uh, measures in place to manage what happens when you um, make capital improvements to a house that's uh, owned through a shared equity scheme. So I think it's perhaps just that unfamiliarity of a shared equity scheme that has sort of opened up uh, that ability for the government to to sort of sharpen the contrast between the two offerings. Um, and it's really interesting because I think it's sort of, you know, that, well, Morrison sort of focused on the ideological differences, I guess, and he has sort of gone very hard on the fact that Labor wants the government to be at the centre of everything in your life, including your house. Um, Whereas, you know, the coalition is about letting you do what you like, whatever uh, consequences that may have for your retirement income. Well, that's your decision to make and we'll leave it up to you, personal responsibility, yada, yada, yada. So I think there's clearly um, this sort of interesting ideological underpinning of the two policies as well, which um, the coalition has been keen to highlight. Yeah, I also wonder how much people are really paying attention to the criticism of the coalition's policy as being too, uh, as being potentially inflationary on the housing market. You know, do people, I wonder how much voters really think about the broader economic impact Mm. of policies compared to, you know, what it will immediately mean for Mm. them personally and their ability to buy a home. Sure. And I guess, I mean, we've had such staggering house price growth over recent years, um, do people really think that that's going to reverse somehow? Um, are people sort of shocked by the idea that it might cause houses to go up more? I think most people are thinking, oh, God, how do I get onto that train before it's too late? Yeah. So, um yeah, I think that's an interesting point. And then some, I can't remember who was making the point, well, there's a hell of a lot more property owners than there are people wanting to enter the property market. And, you know, a lot of property owners will be happy if this has an inflationary impact because they're they're riding that train. So mm. um, you sort of have that real um, sort of division in Australia where you have those with property and therefore wealth and those without. So perhaps, you know, these types of policies and you know, similar criticisms have been levelled at shared equity schemes as well, that both of these types of policies may contribute to an increase in the price of houses. I guess the the question is whether or not people are going to do anything about the drivers for those problems and whether or not people are prepared to have a look at things like supply, land release, um, and of course, housing tax concessions, which neither side has been uh, uh, prepared to touch in recent years because it's proven to be unpopular. Mm. 
Well, yesterday, the Liberal Party officially launched its campaign. It sort of marks a bit of a reset moment right before, you know, a week before voters head to the polls. Morrison's promising to change gears, promising to show a new side of himself after the election. Clearly, the unpopular but stable sort of brand isn't working for him. How much change do you think voters will really be able to see from him in the next few days before they go cast their vote? Well, it's sort of, you know, too little, too late, I think. Um, I think people have seen enough of Scott Morrison over the past few years to have really formed their views of him. Um, again, this is sort of a pitch to those soft voters, those people who are still not sure if they want to put, park their vote with um, Anthony Albanese. Um, they're still unhappy with Morrison. They don't like him, but they haven't decided how they're going to vote. So this is sort of a last-ditch appeal to some of those voters to say, hey, I know I haven't been everything you've wanted me to be, but um, I promise I can change. I can be better and I'll be less Scott Morrison-y um, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you only give me a chance. Um, but, you know, I sort of find it amusing that we sort of have this 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 mea culpa and this pledge to change and then, you know, next minute we have a, like, entirely political uh, housing policy announced, which is, you know, I think most people agree is a pretty lousy policy, but it is absolutely peak Scott Morrison, which is putting tactics at the centre of everything he does in his sort of final throw of the dice uh, just days before the election. Mm. So we have a new housing policy, we have exaggerated reports of a Chinese spy ship in Australian waters and a promise for a new and improved Prime Minister. Mm. Could this all be enough to sway those undecided voters this week, Sarah? Well, they say a week is a long time in politics <laughs> and journalists are notoriously bad at making predictions. So um, I think we'll have to, to see what happens on Saturday night. If the combination of these last minute things helps firm those voters who are undecided into the coalition's column, depending on which seats they're in, depending on which booths they're in, it may be enough to save the coalition in certain seats. Um, whether or not that's going to be enough to save the government really depends on whether the anti-Morrison swing elsewhere is too big for them to overcome. Mm. Thanks so much for your time, Sarah. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much, Jane. That's your campaign catch-up for today. This episode was produced by Alison Chan and me, Jane Lee. The executive producers are Miles Martignoni and Gabrielle Jackson. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.